More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Musk meltdown, they're calling it. Tesla is now down 55% for the year. Yeah. CNN, Don Lemon decided it was a good idea after his own show had been canceled to mock Elon Musk for sharing a sexualized photo, he says, of Jesus and Twitter. To lerp, to lure is the correct way to say the word, but apparently he screwed it up the first time. Don't worry, they fixed it online. To lure, he said lerp, Trump. Yes, he actually said it. We're trying to get the original audio, but that apparently has been fixed in the online version. They're mocking him because they think that Elon Musk is an idiot. Why? Because he actually allowed for free speech on a platform. And this is what the media is going to continue to do. They're going to mock anybody that gets in their way. This is what happened. Elon Musk restoring the former president's Twitter account. He has been banned from the platform since the Capitol attack. Trump has previously said that he does not plan to return to Twitter and instead will continue to use his truth social Platform. So let's discuss CNN anchor and correspondent Artie. This is, um, he's being intentionally provocative. I mean, that's obvious, right? Because he needs eyes, he needs attention. I mean, Elon Musk to Twitter. And part of this whole thing about restoring the former president, doing a poll about it is to, is sort of a look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm glad you're saying this because there's a business reason for that. The context here is Elon Musk doesn't really believe in advertising. Tesla never really did advertising because he thinks good products would just sell on their own. Problem is, you just bought a company that runs on 90% advertising. Doesn't sell cars. And doesn't sell anything. (laughs) And so brand safety and how advertisers feel about what is on the site along with their ads is meaningful. And lots of them have said they were going to hit pause when he first bought it and when he first started talking about Trump. And I can't believe advertisers are fleeing given what he's tweeted in the last 24 hours, those provocative images talking about Trump basically wanting to get back on Twitter, like being able to resist the temptation. But what I was confused about Saturday night is that when this all happened, Elon Musk said he was going to form a content moderation council. No major reinstatements of Twitter accounts would happen before then. Then he conducts a Twitter poll on Saturday. It says Trump should be reinstated. Who knows who participated in this poll? And now he says Trump's account is active again. Yeah, I mean, I I think no one's going to be teaching any of this technique in any like business school case studies going (laughs) forward. Like this has been very messy public 
And, you know, one piece of context that I think is worth mentioning is people were treating Twitter like public infrastructure. It was a space where lots of people came to speak and play and interact, but it's not public infrastructure. And this is what happens when a private person, a billionaire, takes over and kind of dithers around with it. That's kind of, and by the way, I was on Twitter this weekend and you pointed that out, Caitlin, to everyone, re-upping what Elon Musk had tweeted about this council and these sort of guarantees that he did, I think, as he was looking to acquire the company and sort of checks that people yeah. thought might be in place. But, but to your point about a billionaire taking over and taking it private, so there yeah. are none of the and he's checks. he's not the mayor. Like, you know, no I mean, I the- think we've gotten used to CEOs in Silicon Valley maybe kind of nodding towards, like, appeasing the public when they think the eye is on them. And that's not his game. He doesn't care. There's no board. There's no board to check him. No, there's no share price to check him. There's and- a there's a desperation aspect of this. To me. It's, it seems yeah. really desperate or, as we say in the vernacular now, thirsty, because we, as Caitlin mentioned, these, this provocative image that he tweeted about, I think it was a Jesus and, you know, there's someone tempting Jesus, a woman and, you know. The, the, I can hear you guys talking around. This is so a we, sexualized image, right, that yeah. he's posting. And I think it's a really good example of the thirst thing you're talking about, which yeah. is look at me, look at me, eyes on this. Advertisers, look, eyes are still on this. Stay with but me by also, any means necessary. You, you notice, by the way, what they're doing here at CNN, the same people that did these stories over and over and over and over again about Donald Trump, lying about Donald Trump, Russian collusion, Russian collusion, Russian collusion for four, five, six years. The same people that have run, you know, the live raids of Roger Stone, right? They got tipped off that Roger Stone was going to be raided by the FBI. These types of things, the same, the same early morning raids of, uh, of his former campaign manager, all of these different types of things. Okay, to be clear, is exactly how CNN had their good ratings back in the day. Then they became psychopaths hating Donald Trump. They're still obsessed with Donald Trump, as you can hear in this conversation. But what's even more interesting than this is the fact that they just said, you know, these, you know, Elon Musk is desperate for attention. They just gave him four minutes of attention because they know that it would be probably pretty good for their ratings. Like, they're not stupid. They know that this is going to rate for them, or they hope that it rates for them, because their ratings are literally in the toilet. Don Lemon got demoted. He had his own TV show at night. He has been demoted. He's now on a morning show that desperately needs help. Their ratings, terrible in the morning, going nowhere. And now they want to say well, that they're mocking Elon Musk as a businessman. Well, I don't think any case study, right, is going to be used in a business school over what he just did. That's where you're going with this? Like, I, I, that, that's, that's literally where you're going with this. Really? I love how Don Lemon, who, you know, ridicules Musk for posting a meme of, you know, some Christ-like figure on Twitter, right, being, you know, fleeing evil and him having it as Twitter like it's Donald Trump, right? It's humor. A lot of people thought it was funny. They're like, let's not, this is, let's be clear, this is a sexualized image. This is a sexualized image of X, Y, and Z. Trust me, if you saw the picture, it's not sexualized. It's called humor. If you think this is a sexualized image, like, I mean, go look at it. There's no 
It's a joke, y'all. It's humor. That's what it is. It is humor. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. There was something I didn't get to play for you last week because we had so much breaking news. And it was about the elections, and it was about how long it's taking to count basic votes in this country, which is totally insane. Yes, it's insane that it takes days and weeks, and sometimes even months, to count a vote. That's stupid. Tucker Carlson had an interesting commentary in a show before he went on vacation about this, and I didn't have time to play it for you last week, because, we, again, we had so much breaking news. But I want to play it for you because I still think it's extremely relevant. Um, What Tucker was saying is that this is third world country. He was talking about we still have no idea who won in Arizona. How is that even possible? Right. Like, how is it possible that we it was taking this long? And this was obviously last week to count votes. Are we a third world country? Take a listen. State of Arizona lives in Maricopa County. The cities of Mesa, Tempe, Scottsdale, and largest of all, Phoenix, are all within the county's borders. If you want to win statewide in Arizona, you have to win Maricopa County. Unfortunately, as of tonight, we still don't know who has won Maricopa County, either in the U.S. Senate race there or in the governor's race in Arizona, because officials are not even close to finishing the count. 48 hours after the voting stopped, there are still 633,000 ballots still uncounted in Arizona. More than 400,000 of those are in Maricopa County. You're seeing it on your screen right now. When will we know the results? Last night, election officials claimed they'd have a new tally for us by 8 p.m. Eastern, the beginning of our show. But the deadline came and went. By the end of the night, they had finished counting fewer than 70,000 more votes. Then they said they'd have final totals by Friday, tomorrow. But no. Today, the county officials said they don't expect to announce the results of the elections until next week at the earliest. When do you anticipate the votes will be counted in total, those 400,000 plus votes? Well, we have uh, we will be going into next week. There's some onesie twosies, uh, again, pursuant to Arizona law. But I think that we'll see the lion's share here wrap up by early next week. Early next week. Can you give me a day? Are we early, talking Monday or we may, may, maybe I, as long as you won't hold it to hold me to it. Can you tell us, Mr. Official, Mr. Election Official, when we might learn who won the election? Maybe, as long as you don't hold me to it. That was the chairman of the Maricopa County Supervisors. Notice what you did not hear in that exchange. You did not hear an apology. The guy in charge of election results never said sorry for not providing those results. It's hard to understand this. It's not a resource problem, certainly. 
The budget of Maricopa County is about four and a half billion dollars a year. For perspective, the entire Hoover Dam cost $890 million to build. And yes, that is in adjusted dollars. So for the price of five Hoover Dams, Maricopa County can't even count the ballots in a single statewide election in a country that claims to care about democracy. They can't even manage to let people vote on election day. On election day, according to the county, 70 of 223 polling places suffered major problems with voting machines, machines the county paid millions for just recently. And their failure disenfranchised mostly Republican voters who wanted to cast their ballots in person. One poll worker reported that 25% of ballots were being rejected. Now you would call that third world, but actually it's beneath third world. Most third world countries have serious elections. They require voter ID. They don't wait days for election results in Ghana. In Venezuela, whatever you think of it, they tally their ballots within hours. But suddenly we can't manage to do that? Clark County, Nevada, the home of Las Vegas, says there are still tens of thousands of ballots left to count. Therefore, we're not going to know what happened in the election until Monday, we hope. We're going to talk to Adam Laxalt about that in a minute. He's running for Senate there. Officials in Clark County are clearly overwhelmed. They're too busy to finish the one job they are paid to do. And yet, strangely, they still have time to attack Donald Trump on social media, which they've been doing all day. First things first. But it's not just Nevada and Arizona. Key house races all along the west coast of the country in California, Oregon and Washington state are still unsettled tonight. They're saying they haven't counted the votes. Really? What is this? Is this fraud? We're not sure. And on some level, it doesn't matter what it is. What we know is that the mechanics of our elections are not working, almost exclusively in states and cities run by Democrats. Are they cheating? Are they disorganized? Again, not relevant. The system is obviously out of control. It's flaky. And systems like that cannot be, by definition, reliable. Would you let a Maricopa County elections official fly your aircraft? Probably not. That's a disaster. Democracy is a faith-based system. You have to believe in it in order for it to work. But who could believe in this? So our news media, in case you haven't noticed, has spent the last several years, quote, defending democracy, insert trademark here. So you'd think that democracy defenders would care about the collapse of democracy, but just the opposite. They're telling you it's all completely normal. It's always been this way. If you disagree, you'll be censored on social media, as we found out today. Twitter just slapped a warning label on videos from this show because we reported verifiable facts from election officials about election screw-ups. So it's taking weeks to count the ballots in your democracy, but you're not allowed to notice it. I mean, think about this. Weeks. We want you to hurry up and vote. You got to vote on time. We want to make sure that you guys vote, 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 and then it may take weeks or months for you to actually know what happened. That's now where we are. That's what we're doing. This is the ball game, right? This is it, folks. This is the whole thing. This is all of it. Is it frustrating? You betcha. Should you be furious that this is happening? Of course. But if we don't have faith in our election process, then what are we doing here? Right? That's, that's the question that's being asked. Why are we sitting here having this conversation right now? We shouldn't be. I do like the measured way, honestly, that he just said this, right? The measured way that he described it as saying, hey, we don't know if there's election fraud or not. We don't know. 
right? But what we do know is that you have to have faith in the system. And if we live in the greatest country in the world, you should be able to count the damn votes on the night of the election. The idea that we don't have enough technology or enough money to do this the right way is absurd. It's totally absurd. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. How is it that every time we have a chance to be successful, and I'm talking about the Republican Party, we end up screwing it up by listening to incompetent idiots in the Republican Party that have a history of screwing things up? I'm referencing Paul Ryan coming out and saying that Donald Trump should not run for president and him saying he has no chance of winning and him saying everybody else, anybody else that runs the Republican side will win but Donald Trump. He also came out and said that Nancy Pelosi has an amazing career and an incredible legacy while then going out and trashing Donald Trump. If there's any time we should be united and focused right now, it should be on the issues that we have. There was no message from Paul Ryan about the Biden crime family in his interview. There was no message from Paul Ryan reminding the American people while he's giving accolades to Nancy Pelosi that, oh, yeah, now there's some other things about Nancy you might want to remember, right? There's some other things about Nancy Pelosi you might want to just remind people that, you know, she's kind of an elitist, and when she shut down the country, she was still getting her hair done, right? Those are things that, that, that are valid points that should people should remember. You might want to remind people that Nancy Pelosi was the one who literally helped create what an illegitimate person is in politics. Every time someone won she didn't like, she said it was illegitimate president or illegitimate election. She said that about Donald Trump over and over and over again. Where, where is all that with Nancy Pelosi? Can someone remind me, uh, you know, not me, Paul Ryan and the other Democrats on those issues? It would, it would be really nice, wouldn't it? be pretty awesome if somebody would remind him of those things. Nancy Pelosi also said that there's not anything corrupt about the Biden crime family and that Joe Biden's perfect and there's nothing wrong with him and everything is fine. She will defend him no matter what, right? Well, we know that he lied to the American people. Joe Biden lied when he said he never talked about his business dealings with his, you know, uh, with his son. We know that's a lie. We have evidence that shows that that is a lie. But I would caution everybody right now, when you see these useful idiots coming out, Never forget who they gave you. They gave you Jeb Bush. They gave you John McCain. They gave you Mitt Romney. Okay? Look at what Paul Ryan did to this country because he refused to organize the Republican Party and fight with Barack Obama and fight with Nancy Pelosi. 
When you come out on national TV and you start giving accolades to Pelosi but attacking Donald Trump, and you forget all of the amazing things that Donald Trump did while saying it's impossible for him to be elected, that, that anyone else but him could get elected, that that's a person you shouldn't be listening to. I'm all in favor of constructive criticism, but I'm not going to take a lecture from Paul Ryan, a guy that claimed he was for fiscal responsibility when he was in charge that ran up the national debt. I'm not going to listen to him. I'm certainly not going to listen to a guy that says that Nancy Pelosi has an incredible legacy that she should look back on when part of her legacy is the burning down of American citizens, cities, I should say, excuse me, not backing the police and having an open border policy. Kevin McCarthy has now come out, and look, this is because of conservatives holding his feet to the fire. He wants so desperately to be the Speaker of the House. He wants to be the next Paul Ryan, that hardcore conservatives are holding his feet to the fire. And he has finally come out today saying he will not allow Eric Swalwell and Adam Schiff on the Intel Committee and will remove Omar, Alam Omar, from the Foreign Affairs Committee because of the threat that they are to America. Listen to this. Congressman, let me ask you about your decisions. Should you become the Speaker of the House in January? What are you going to do in terms of these Democrats that you have on such important committees? You've talked in the past about removing Elon uh, Omar. You've talked about removing Adam Schiff, about Eric Swalwell. Will you deliver? Yes, I will. I'll keep that promise. And one thing I said from the very beginning, Eric Swalwell cannot get a security clearance in the public sector. Why would we ever give him a security clearance in the secrets to America? So I will not allow him to be on intel. You have Adam Schiff, who had lied to the American public time and again. We will not allow him to be on the Intel Committee either. And you look, Congresswoman Omar, her anti-Semitic comments that have gone forward. We're not going to allow her to be on foreign affairs. But we're also going to stand up to what's happening, not just in the halls in Congress, but what's happening into our higher education institutions. The anti-Semitism that's going on on these campuses and others. We will investigate that as well and stop this to make sure that America does have the freedom that we said we would keep and that we will stand up to it as we move forward. You want to know why he's saying that? Kevin McCarthy's saying that because he so desperately wants to become the Speaker of the House that he promised and made deals with hardcore conservatives to get rid of those people. He should, by the way, and we shouldn't have had to have to beg him to do it either. Right? That should just be an obvious no-brainer there. Now, before I get into more of this story, I want to say thank you and tell you about our good friends at Legacy Precious Metals. Without them, this show wouldn't be possible. And if you have not looked at gold and silver as a way to protect your hard-earned dollars against what's happening on Wall Street with inflation, it's time for you to call them and get the free investor's guide. Why? Because so many around the world are now using gold and silver, and historically they have for decades as a protection, a hedge against inflation, which is exactly what we're dealing with right now. If you're terrified to look at your retirement account, your 401k statement because of what's happening on Wall Street, that's all the more reason why you should call and get the investor's guide in gold and silver. Protect your hard-earned money and diversify. Call them and get the free investor's guide from Legacy Precious Metals. 1-866-751-2218. 1-866-751-2218 or the Republican Party right now should not be focused on getting rid of Donald Trump. The Republican Party should be focused on what Jim Jordan and on what Congressman, not only Jordan, but also what Congressman Comer have been focused on. And that is 
talking about the Biden crime family. Representative Jim Jordan today said the IRS complied when Obama's Department of Justice asked for confidential taxpayer information. And he said, these are the whistleblowers coming forward and we're going to investigate. This is what we should be focused on, not on attacking Donald Trump. Jim Jordan, how did this happen? How did the DOJ and the FBI become so politicized? We know what they did around the Russia collusion story. They had no evidence of any collusion with Trump, and yet they pursued FISA warrants to spy and surveil people within the Trump world aggressively. I don't know how it happened, but I know it has to change because America is the greatest country in history, but we're not America. America is not America if you have a Justice Department that treats people differently under the law. It's not supposed to work that way. And it's why 14 agents have come talk to us as whistleblowers. And what they have said is at the highest levels, not the rank and file, but at the Washington field office of the FBI, at the highest levels of the Justice Department, that's where the politics is. One of these agents said it's rotted at its core. That's how bad it is. So look, remember this too. If you, if you need any more, go, go back to Mr. Smith again. Jack Smith, there was back in 2013, his section that he ran at the Justice Department not only was looking for ways to prosecute the very people who were targeted by Obama's IRS, they, they also asked the IRS to give them confidential taxpayer information and the IRS complied. Think about that. Wow. You had the Justice Department saying, we want information we're not supposed to get. Give it to us. And the IRS gave it to them. So this is a, a, a it seems to me a pattern. It has to change because if it doesn't, we don't have this great thing that we call America where people are treated equally under our law. He's right. Jim Jordan is right. Where's Paul Ryan talking about all of those points there? These are all things that the Republicans need to not lose focus on. And these are the issues that Republicans need to be laser focused on. I'm not worried right now. I'm not going to lie to you about the presidential election. It's going to take care of itself. There's plenty of time to talk about that down the road. What I am worried about is the Republican Party screwing up the midterms and the gains that we did get in the House and taking advice from Paul Ryan saying nothing personal as he then says the evidence tells us that Trump is the problem with the GOP I'm not listening to that guy I'm not listening to that guy and no one else should in the Republican Party Hi I'm Michael Rappaport and I'm Kibi Rappaport and together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, real quick, I want to tell you about my good friends over at Legacy Precious Metals. With the economy uh, really and inflation out of control and the stock market taking 
horrific losses. The NASDAQ down uh, more in one month than we've seen back in 2008 was the last time it was this bad. You may be looking at your financial portfolio and you're sick to your stomach. You're not alone. The question is, if you are not diversified in precious metals as part of your financial portfolio, then what would it look like now? Maybe if you would have been. It's not too late, by the way, to take advantage of gold and silver. It is a hedge against inflation. And it's a way for you to diversify your IRA, your 401k, your investment portfolio. If you've never looked at gold and silver, there's actually no better time than right now. Now, I've been investing in gold and silver for, gosh, almost 20 years. Uh, I've used it as a percentage of my strategy to protect myself. So on the worst days on Wall Street, usually they're not as bad for me as they are for others. Call Legacy Precious Metals and see what they can do for you. Call and get the free investor's guide right now. 1-866-751-2218. Get the free investor's guide. You can also go online to LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Also, with our podcast, don't forget to hit that auto-download button now so you can get this podcast every day automatically for free. Are you ready to have um, alternatives for Thanksgiving? Apparently, NBC News believes that the good news is cranberries are down 13%. There's a lot of cranberries out there, even though everything else has gone up. And now people are looking at alternatives to having a turkey because of the price. Alternatives to turkey. Take a listen. Hopefully very judiciously and aren't going to do anything stupid. It's the story of media right now. It's so interesting. Let's turn to your charts and the story of Thanksgiving. Uh, inflation is hitting people. We're going to go out shopping to buy their turkey and their mashed potatoes and everything else. Price is up 20% for a dinner this year, it sounds like, almost. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's pretty amazing. They're up 18%, uh, up to $81.31, which you can see in the chart, in, in the bar chart in the middle there. Uh, and was uh, just a year ago was 68.72. This is to f- feed a family of 10. And on the right, you can see some of the main items that go into your Thanksgiving dinner. Stuffing up 16. We'll talk about the reasons in a second. Stuffing up 69%. Uh, rolls up 22%. Pumpkin pie up 22%. Turkey, which is the biggest item on your Thanksgiving plate, not surprisingly, up 21%. Also up $5. A fully a third of that increase. And the only uh, the only one that's down is cranberries, which are down four four percent. Uh, sorry, thirteen percent. And I know somebody is going to ask me why are cranberries down thirteen percent, and the answer is because unlike a lot of the rest of them, I'm going to tell you cranberry crops were up four percent. Oh, they were. And so there's a lot of cranberries out there. All right, so some good I news. Silver lining. Put, put okay. a lot of cranberries on it. Right. But look, the reasons are interesting, and they cut across a whole bunch of different factors. And in fairness. This is not one you can pin on the Biden administration or on the Federal Reserve. You've got a bunch of stuff going on out there. And so if you want to talk about... I, I love this, right? Like, the, the prices are through the roof. And he immediately says, oh, well, there's a bunch of other factors out there that you can't just pin this on the Biden administration. So don't even try it. And he's ready, by the way. He's ready to tell you every other reason why your Thanksgiving is going to cost you more and why you shouldn't be upset that it's going to cost you more. It's other issues that we can't control. He's going to blame the flu for this. He's going to blame droughts for this. Take a listen. At the price of turkey, what happened to turkey is avian flu, which some of you may have followed. But avian flu killed 8 million turkeys out of our 46 million turkeys. 
And so turkey prices uh, go up. The other factor that uh, affects all the things, things like bread and stuffing and pumpkin pie and all that uh, is the drought. There's a huge drought going on out there, almost at record levels, certainly the highest in many years. We can debate, and this is the one sort of policy er uh, area here, we can debate whether global warming has something to do with this, climate change has something to do with this or not, but, it's, but, but drought has been a big factor because it means less wheat, fewer potatoes, and so forth. And that has also driven up prices uh, enormously for wheat. The war in Ukraine also helped drive up prices yep. enormously for wheat. And all that contributes to higher prices for your dinner rolls and your pumpkin pie and so forth, as I said. Um, and then you, so you, then you put it all together and what's happened. So on the left is kind of interesting because what it shows is, the, is how many hours somebody has to work to pay for their Thanksgiving dinner. And you can see that the red line at the top is for people who earn just a minimum wage. And the, the amount of time they have to work for a Thanksgiving dinner is actually now higher than it was in 1986, partly because we haven't raised the minimum wage that much. But eight hours and 45 minutes to pay for that. Uh, again, that's a lie. Minimum wage has gone up significantly since 1986. You were in $3 range, and look at where we are now. They're just making it up as they go. If you look at the federal minimum wage right now in 2022, okay, federal minimum wage, and you compare it to where it was in 1980s to say it hasn't gone up is just stupid. It's gone up a lot. And I think they know that. They just don't care. 725 federal minimum wage right now. Where was it back when he was saying? And, 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 and by the way, there's a lot of places that have gone above that. Right. Alaska's 1034. Arizona's 1280. Arkansas is $11 an hour. California is $15 an hour. Colorado, 1256. Connecticut, 14. Delaware, 1050. Washington, D.C., 1520. Florida, $11. Georgia, all right, is the only place where it's actually, you know, still pretty low. Idaho, still low. Hawaii, 1010. Illinois, $12. There's a lot of states. Maine, 1275. Maryland, 1250. Massachusetts, 1425 is their minimum wage there in that state. They've set it above the minimum federal level. New Jersey, $13 an hour. New York, $13.20. Fast food is now $15 an hour. You look at these numbers. Rhode Island, $12.25. Virginia, $11. Vermont, $12.55. Washington, $14.49. West Virginia, $8.75. Wisconsin, $7.25. Wyoming, still low. You look at the number and you look at all of these places that I just mentioned and they sit there and they tell you on TV, oh, well, it's because minimum wage hasn't come up. A minimum wage has come up way higher than it was when you're putting it back in the 1980s for a reference point. The reason why people can't buy as much this year is because of inflation, the policies of the Biden administration. You know it. It's not avian flu. Okay. It's not drought. It's inflation. And last Thanksgiving, by the way, was a record high for what it costs to go do Thanksgiving. So we're up 20% from a record high last year. If a Republican was in office, they would remind you of that. But they're not going to today. Why would they? Right? You can't remind somebody of that today. Right? That's something, that's something you just, you can't tell people about. Absolutely not. All right. Lastly, please make sure you hit that subscribe button or auto download button wherever you are listening to this podcast right now. And take a moment to write us a five-star review. 
Uh, many on the left have been attacking our podcast, writing us bad reviews on purpose. So if you would help us fight back by writing us a good review, a five-star review, and share this podcast with your family and friends on social media to help us grow. See you back here tomorrow. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.